Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Today, I am going to be joined by Alex and Alexander, the co-founders or business partners of Orphic Education. We're going to be diving super deep into what it takes to become a successful trainer, um, why a lot of the courses out there at the moment just aren't sufficient to help people become the very best trainer they can possibly be, um, the importance of the hands-on work and getting super uncomfortable and, and what is necessary to learn before you come into the health and fitness industry. So this is super specific to to those that are interested in the health and fitness industry and that want to learn and potentially follow a career path in the industry and maybe become a trainer or a coach themselves. The boys have also offered 5% off their certificate three and four at Orphic Education if you use the code DK5. So make sure you get on board with that if you enjoy today's episode and it's a it's something that you want to pursue. They also have a competition running at the moment, which you can find out more details about in the episode as well. So big thanks to the boys for joining me on this episode. Again, very specific today, we, we talk a lot um, around what it takes to become a successful coach and trainer. And I guess the problems that we... Um, the three of us have seen in the industry and how we can combat that and make sure that those that are coming in um, to, to start a career as a trainer or a coach uh, are given the best tools to be successful and to help their clients in the best way possible. So let's get stuck in the episode, guys. Hope you enjoy today's show. Gentlemen, welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you having us. Absolute pleasure. I'm looking forward to kind of diving into a few really important um, topics today. And I just wanted to kick kick off the episode um, firstly by just getting you boys to to mention a little bit about yourselves in terms of what you do on the day to day at the moment. Obviously, we'll get into more detail later in the episode um, about Orphic Education. Um, obviously, but but how did how did you guys both get to this point? Like, what's led you to this point right now? Yeah. Well, okay. My kind of day-to-day is pretty multifaceted, whether it's operating and running my own business, Strength of Saad, which is coaching a variety of different clientele with a whole bunch of human health problems, athletes, general population alike, running and building that business on you know my website, social media, and my own podcast that I have as well, or it's the day-to-day operations of Orphic Education, which is head educator, teacher, running our practical classes, sales media, training myself, doing other little side businesses on top of that, and just building across all of those various outlets that are kind of chasing my own enthusiasm and curiosity across that. Nice, nice. Yeah, um, my my day-to-day is a lot more simple than that. In saying that, it's not as... uh not as glamorous, but I've got two separate businesses that take up a hundred percent of my time. So I have Orphic education, which was, uh, started as a passion project, started as a way to, to impact more people positively as opposed to just making money. Hopefully it gets to the stage where we can do both. But, um, yeah, we'll get into Orphic a little bit later. My other business, which I started as, um, as a venture with my dad actually is in health foods. So zero foods, and we do gluten-free, organic, vegan, and actually healthy, clean label foods. And we supply independent stores and 
all that sort of stuff. At the moment, we're still in the kitchen, so a lot of my day-to-day actually looks like cooking pizza bases, which, right. which is not the best job ever, but we'll, we'll get out of it soon enough. Uh, it sounds right to me. Surely you get to taste test here and there. I finally understand people that work in the Cadbury factory, for instance, and they say, I never want to eat another chocolate again. There you go. Because once you leave that kitchen, the last thing you want to do is eat what you've just been smelling for the last 10 hours. Fuck. Well, remind me to never get a job at a pizza store then. Yeah, don't do that. Well, <laughs> I, want to, I want to quickly touch on, um, on both of your experiences with training. Um, as, as we progress throughout the chat, I'd love to obviously dive a bit more into the business side of things and then, um, and quite clearly the educational side of things, which is the main kind of topic I want to touch on today. But in both of your experience, how, how uh, have you guys found um, the, I guess, the progression of your training personally over the years and, and what has been, I guess, the biggest influence on both of you in terms of how it has progressed? I mean, a quick example, like I think at the moment um, in, in Australia where the best position that we've ever been in and it's hopefully going to continue to grow in terms of, you know, science-backed, um, you know, evidence-based training um, and nutrition as well for that for that matter as well. But in terms of training, I think education side of things from, you know, reliable sources through media, um, seminars, um, different information sources are starting to to leak out, I guess, to the masses, which is awesome because now people are starting to train properly, um, and there's there's hopefully going to be less and less of the gimmicky style of training. But in both of your experience, how has that ad- had evolved for both of you over the years, and what's been the biggest factor in that evolution? Danny, are you referring to individually, like how our own training journey has gone, or how we see also the industry, kind of like you touched on? individually um and then and then also how and then both both sides i wouldn't mind to hear both sides okay alex yeah look it's a it's a long journey as you were talking i could see a clear timeline in mind for my own my own personal journey in fitness and education and training i started gym when i was about 16 years old i was a soccer player i wanted to get i wanted to get bigger stronger quicker and I did all the wrong things. I, I don't think I trained legs once because, you know, I didn't want to be sore for training. So <laughs> I did exclusively upper body. I was benching a fuckload, but my, my performance wasn't really increasing, improving. But I started to realize, you know what? No one's coming up to me on the street and saying, hey, man, you're a great soccer player. But people were coming up to me at festivals and saying, fuck, you're a big unit. So uh, my, my training sort of progressed from there. And I started focusing on more bodybuilding. And then that lent me to wanting to own my own gym. So I started studying my exercise science degree. Halfway through that, I realized, you know what, fuck this. I'm not really learning as much as I really wanted to. I, I want to start working in a gym. So I smashed out my Cert 3 and 4. Found to myself that I didn't really learn much in there either. I was with people that didn't know what a dumbbell, what a barbell, or what an incline press was. So I was learning some real D-level uh, education. And I came out of it and I had to learn everything on my own i had to do internship after internship i had to go from one gym to another to actually put together my ethos which is where i want to give a bit of a shout out to christian woodford because he he sort of paved the path early days for us sports science students there were no careers back then so you you got to give credit where it's due i think woody really really set the path but um, 
yeah, after about six or seven years of training, I realized you, I'm changing a lot of lives here. And I think we could all probably agree that the best part about being a personal trainer is watching your client, watching their attitudes towards exercise, nutrition, and then eventually life, watching them evolve and watching them change and become a lot more positive. So I'm a big fan of scaling. And I thought, how do, how do you best scale this? How do you scale the impact that you can have on humanity? And I figured if we can teach 100 people a year how to be better personal trainers, then how much more positive can that impact be? So I guess that that's what led me to where I am now. And now I'm completely off the gym floor and just focusing on, on training the next gym. Yeah. Awesome. Love that. But that's such a great point. Like to touch on that, like that's, that's kind of a similar like ethos that I really believe in. It's like, like Danny, you're a coach. Like, you know, like you train one client at a time, you train them in groups. Like, yeah, you might be able to influence like in person, like 50 to 100 people a year. But then if you train the trainers, then you coach the students who become the trainers. Well, you've kind of 10 X or hundred X and you've scaled, like Alex said, the ability to impact people tenfold, 20 fold, because then those trainers then have their own dozens or hundreds of clients. And then if you're in the position one day, like you're in Danny, mm. well, look at you, you can impact tens of thousands of people, but someone taught you everything you knew, not someone like a group of people or influencers taught you what you know. So if we could play that role for people and I can play that role for people, you know, being very fortunate where I'm in those classrooms, being able to guide and lead those, those classes, you know, that's an incredibly uh, powerful role that I, that I kind of pinch myself often. I often feel like an imposter that I'm not good enough to do it, but that feels so uh, important. I know we didn't ask, I didn't ask you a question yet, but I just thought I'd touch on that. Yeah, nice. Appreciate it. <laughs> so f- training for me, uh, actually, you, uh, do you remember? Because kind of came from, I think, the same place, man. You know, wind back the clock 10 years ago. Uh, do you remember how we met? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And that was that your first experience with training? Uh, wait, uh, short... In a, in a professional structured setting, yes. I dabbled in it before. I'd gone through my own programs that I'd followed from other professionals. Mm. Um, but I don't know how much of the story that you've told of where you come from, from the Australian College of Basketball. But uh, that's being as good as possible at that sport was the priority in my life, as I assume it was for you too. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Right. So that meant to be the best athlete possible means I have to weight train means I have to look at my speed, athleticism, power, like how do I become the best total athlete possible? And so that's where it came from. And then eventually now it's like, okay, now how do I represent excellent human health? Not just being able to be strong, but ticking all the major boxes of human health, wellness, mental, physical strength, physical presence, looking the part, being the part, whether it's touching on blood work, gut health, energy levels, cardiovascular conditioning, like that's a big word for me, like in that we represent with Orphic and even myself is how do we represent excellence in my own health, in our own organization. And that's kind of the thing that drives me to this day is constantly trying to plug the gaps of weakness within myself so I can get closer to that everlasting, never reaching, uh, role of excellence 
I think that's a, that's a good point that you mentioned about being the product or about setting the example on excellence. Because I, I find a lot of people, I'm not, I'm not one of the biggest guys out there. I'm by no means the strongest. But at least if I walk into a meeting, people know that I exercise. And I think if you're representing a brand in the fitness industry, you should have at least some skin in the game. You should be training. You should be watching what you eat. You should be healthy. 100%. Like I, I heard this example the other day, um, which wasn't around fitness. I think this was around something to do with, with business. Maybe it was marketing or something like that. But it's like... <clears throat> you're never gonna like it's someone someone coming to to pay you for your services when you don't practice what you preach it's like having like a fucking hole in your wall in your house and then you go and hire an electrician to replaster your house yeah just because they've posted a few things about plastering on their social media but they've never actually fucking done it it's like makes absolutely no sense and i think you know i i think i can speak for for all of us here and correct me if i'm wrong but I think a lot of people listening at the moment as well that are interested in health and fitness and particularly those that go down the path of becoming a trainer or a coach, someone who's going to help educate others. It always stems from most of the time. Anyway, it stems from your own passion for training, going through all the bullshit, making all the mistakes, Absolutely. finding the right, uh, reliable information. Um, you know, learning from the people that are, that are actually giving evidence-based science, uh, backed, uh, education on training and nutrition. And then eventually it gets to the point where it's not really about you anymore. It's about you realizing that you do have that power to impact many people and help them not make the mistakes that you did over and over and over again. And I know for myself, that's exactly how I've ended up in the position I'm in now. It's like, I, I did make all the mistakes I was and still am obsessed with health and fitness and just trying to better myself. But it quickly went away from me doing it for selfish reasons uh, to now really taking it as an opportunity to use, you know, the platform, whether it is social media, whether it's his podcast, whether it's seeing someone two times a week, once a week and getting to spend an hour with them and, and completely change their philosophy on training and nutrition. And, and ultimately that's why I, I started. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat now moving the conversation on a little bit to the the education side of things to even get to the position where you are able to train other people now i get asked fucking so many times like a week from people uh, that are that are in a position i was in they love fitness and they've decided and they want to make a career out of it and they ask what they should do next and to be honest for uh, the last five six years i've literally just written back and said i am not too sure because i wouldn't have a clue now about what what uh what places give good qualifications i mean it's so fucking easy in so many different places to get your qualification now and and that's very unfortunate because not only does it mean that there's going to be a lot of uh, underqualified and and really let's put it pretty bluntly shit ass trainers out there but it's also it takes away from the importance of um of our industry i think um and it's not just for a strength coach that's working with professional athletes it's for a, a general personal trainer working with gen pop clients on a day-to-day basis. It's a very important job and you have a big responsibility um, and, and an awesome opportunity to change someone's life, but it gets undervalued because of the fact that it's so easy to get qualifications and, and there's so many horrible trainers out there. So where do you guys think, um, obviously with Orphic, you guys have, have put together an incredible business that's going to help alleviate that problem. But where do you think the, uh, I guess the gap is in the market or, or the problem is um, down the line, 
like what was the reason for starting off it? What did you see that, what, did, what issues did you guys see with the industry? Um, and for those that were studying and then I know this is a very fucking long question, but <laughs> second, second part of that, everyone would have forgot that you guys are even on the podcast. <laughs> uh, the second part of that is let's say for someone who's been through exercise and sports science, cause I know now I, I literally made the decision to, to not to pull out and not do exercise and sports science. Um, you come out of it, they've got no world, real world experience, um, don't know how to communicate, have never actually taken a session at the gym, but they're very good at the theory side of things. Like how do they take that next step? So what was the gap in the market? What do you guys think um, can change and, and how are we going to do that? We've got a lot here. A lot of important stuff here. Alex, what's the first thing that comes to mind here? Well, first, first thing, and it, it absolutely hurts me to say it, is if there's no face-to-face in your, in your certificate three and four in fitness, you're not going to be competent at the end of it. I don't it care it makes no sense. Is. It makes no sense. I yep. do not care how good that online platform is. If there's no face-to-face, you are not competent and you will not last. This, that's just as, as bluntly as I can put it. That's the first problem. And that's why we don't do online only. It's not a thing. If, Face to personal training is a face to face thing. You're coaching someone through a movement. You're seeing how they pull up. You're communicating with them. And a lot of the job is actually building rapport. A lot of the job that, and I know this is a, a commonly have had discussion uh, in the, in the industry, but you almost end up being a psychologist yeah. at the end of it. So if you're not well versed in face to face interactions, you're just not going to last. You're not going to be a competent trainer. That's, that's the biggest thing. That's what I notice a lot of the times when I'm teaching these students, you know, we have, uh, we have now 30 weeks of in-person practical classes once a week for our classes. Okay. What are we doing there? Well, a lot of these students who I've taught, like they come in and they're not confident. Mm. And, but you confident, like I, people probably ask you, Danny, like, how do I get more confident? They probably see you, you know, well-spoken, very healthy, looks the part, bees the part, pretty successful guy. How do they get to where you got? Like you have to earn the earn confidence. Mm. Confidence doesn't come through really. It's not earned. It's earned it through the fire of testing your assumptions of problem solving in a real active setting and doing something that stimulates a bit of fear. Things that drive doubt through you. We're like, Oh, I don't know if I should do that. Oh, I'm, I'm not hundred percent confident about doing this, but you do it anyway. You coach the set, you cue the person, you put your hand up when you were a bit scared to everyone's been in the classroom. You had that moment. And it's those, that those opportunities where you create a safe environment to fail, to learn and to practice and refine the skill set of problem solving, communicating. I think the hard skills are easy. I think like it's, we can all teach like, regressions, progressions, and queuing of compound lifts or program periodization, nutrition science, physiology, anatomy. Like, I think that stuff's like pretty simple to teach. What's, what's harder is how do we develop the ability to communicate, develop habits, understand the psychology of the individual and know that that's going to change week to week, day to day. And how do you fluctuate that? How do you adjust yourself, your disposition from person to person, from, from problem to problem? I think that is where the, one of the big gaps are 
yeah. and that we try to alleviate to the best of our ability. And, uh, I think one way in which we do that is if you have a look at our trainers' CVs, these aren't amateurs. These aren't people that just got into teaching to make some money. These are facility owners. These are powerlifting world champions. These are people who have earned the right to teach. And therefore, when that person believes in you and when that person invests in you, you can get that confidence. So we, we've partnered with some of the best facilities and not to get too salesy. I'm not trying to push any products or anything like that, but I take great pride in the people that we've partnered with. And I take great pride in the investment that they make into the course. It's less so about money for them than it is about making a change in the industry. So everyone within Orphic is completely aligned on that mission of raising the standard of personal trainers because we're, we're sick of seeing people come and go. People study their certificate and not even get into the industry. Or even worse, like you mentioned before, people that go into these big box gyms and they don't know what they're doing. So they could destroy someone's relationship with exercise forever. Yeah, it's it, 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 once you, as a trainer, as a coach, once you understand the importance of your role in someone else's life, like it, it's easy to look at it as, yeah, look, someone's paying me to come in, do some exercise, feel good, hopefully look good, and that's it. But if once you've been in the industry for a while, once you, you've maintained um, good client relationships, you've, you've held on to clients for a long period of time, you've gotten to know people, you've seen them progress, you start to realize that the physical component of it is, is very far down down the list of importance like the changes you see in people's mentality their confidence all other areas of their life is insane and, and just to go back on what you both mentioned before around the you know the the no face-to-face -face side of things i always use the example um of podcasting right like i've, I've over 300 episodes in now and i get people ask me a lot like well, how to start the podcast they tell me they've got the idea of the name of the show they know exactly how they're going to do the interviews they've oh, yeah. They know, they know fucking more about podcasting than what I do. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't done their first episode. And I'm just like, look, when I started, the first 50 episodes were shit. And they're like horrendous. But now we're over three episode, 300 episodes in. I can do this shit easily now. Like I sit down and, and hit record and, and have no idea what I'm even going to be talking about. And, and I'm super confident and comfortable to talk for a long period of time and, and get my point across because I've done it and done it and done it. I've made all the mistakes. I didn't try and, and just make sure I nailed all the, the theory and then expect to be perfect. And you're never going to be. And it's the same with coaching. You need to go in there, make the mistakes um, and get the experience. Be, as you said before, Alex, get super uncomfortable um, and put yourself in a position where you're going to continue to learn and grow because even though you're the trainer, you're, you'll be surprised at how often that you, you'll continually need to upskill and grow and, and learn from your clients as well. Like it's, it's not as simple as just training everyone exactly the same. And I think that's the problem with these PT courses now that, that are all online is that the, the very common theme is that you look at the programs they're giving to their clients and it's like the same fucking thing for every single client because it, you don't have the ability to be able to adapt on the spot and to understand movement patterns, as you mentioned before, guys, and, and how to, to make the adaptations to clients who, who do need certain changes or be able to, to pick up on these things straight away, which does take time and practice. It's not something you can learn in a textbook, unfortunately. 100%. Well said. Well said. I mean, you, they can, you can learn in a textbook. We'll teach you what to think. You know, the person, people who are asking you like how to do the podcast. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, you, you, didn't, you didn't do a, a course, a short course on how to podcast uh, to get here, Danny. We know that. Um, you did it. You did the thing. And so like 
with a lot of these fields, whether you're going to go to university, you're going to do a degree. Okay. It, it, it's crazy to me that you're going to dedicate three to four years of your life, tens of thousands of dollars, thousands of hours. Do you even know, do you even know if you're going to like this thing or you're going to be good at it? Like the best thing that I tell students on the phone who have even never coached before is like, okay, don't worry about asset. Just like, let's talk about like, do you even like, how do you know if you're going to even like this and it's going to resonate with you and fit your character disposition? Just try and expose yourself to the environment you want to work in. It doesn't matter what field you're in, whether you want to be a lawyer, a doctor or a personal trainer, how can you expose yourself to the field while minimizing the upfront costs and minimizing the risk and capping the downside versus doing three, four years in, uh, I'm going to change my major. I'm going to change my degree because we hear that all the time. And I think a lot of that could be mitigated if you just test it, just go down to the gym, the coach, the person, you know, and say, Hey, do you mind if I just watch a session? Just something like that to give you a bit of a taste and exposure. And then if you love it and like it and it resonates with you, then you're good. Then you can find the right opportunity for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's uh, Let's get too political here, but, I think that's something that could start a lot earlier. That mentality could start in high school. Yes. As opposed to being told that you have to fit tidily in one of the boxes that's pre-prescribed for you. I, I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to and myself, I include myself in this for sure. Coming to the end of year 12, I had no fucking clue what I wanted to do. All I knew was that I liked the soccer and I liked gym. So I chose sports science. Now, fortunately enough for me, I also have the attitude of if I'm going to pursue a certain direction, I'm going to pursue it vigorously. So I just chose a direction and went hard. And each, each turn that you take, if you go hard enough and you build enough networks within that, that direction, you find your path. But I, I don't think that's taught enough these days. Yeah, I agree. And well, like obviously we, we hope that, uh, Orphic education can, can change that. So fuck it. Let's get a bit salesy for a little bit. I want to, I want you guys to, uh, to explain a little to the listeners about exactly what you guys are offering, how it's delivered just to give everyone an understanding of, of why, you know, what we've just spoken about is so important and, and how it's going to make a difference to those that finish up. Cause it's all well and good to go to uni. It's all well and good to do a course regardless of how long it is, who it's with, blah, blah, blah. But in the end of the day, as you've both just touched on, What's the point of making any investment of your time, money, any of that type of shit if, if you don't get anything at the end of it? No one wants to spend weeks and months and years working their ass off for something and then have no reward at the end. So what are you guys offering and, and like what is the pathway for those that go through the course once they're completed? Alex? I'm happy with you giving the... Uh... Okay. Big sales speech. Great. Uh, well, this is it's kind of what I do to the students and what I tell them is what I'll tell you guys. Um, it doesn't I, like, this is kind of counterintuitive and, and like Alex doesn't know I'm going to say this, but like, that's fine. Um, but maybe you probably, maybe you don't need to do our course. Like that's real. Like it doesn't, I don't really care. Like ultimately we care. We want you guys, if you are interested in becoming a personal trainer, like we'd love you to come with us, but really not really. Cause it depends if you resonate with us. We want you, if just find a organization that aligns with your values and offers you the opportunities to maximize the potential that you can have 
in the profession as a personal trainer. For us, we know we're confident that we deliver an excellent product because that is a value that is very deep ingrained with us. How do we offer excellence through our cert three and four? Just find an organization, regardless if it's with us or not, that offers you the opportunity to get hands-on practical experience. Fortunately, we happen to be one of those who are doing it one of the best. I haven't seen anybody with a curriculum like ours, but I'd love to see it if it's out there. So from day one, you basically have every online cert three and four, you have your online learning system. That's compulsory. As far as I'm aware, where every, every cert three and four, yes, you will have some element of online learning where you do your assessments and some foundational theory and some resources and things like that. But where the majority of this value comes from is the 14 different modules that you go through during the cert three and four where you touch on all these different modules, anatomy, physiology, uh, nutrition, screening, fitness appraisals, or basically the foundations that you would need to be an effective coach. Now, what's really important that a lot of organizations don't touch on is the first class I am teaching critical thinking and evaluating evidence. We are teaching, like, you can look, like, I think this is one of the most important things that almost no, I've seen no one teach is like, okay, great. You're going to, we're going to teach you what, like the theory, but let's teach you also how to think, how to solve problems. And then later on the line, habit formation, psychology, human behavior, how to communicate effectively between clients, because all the rest of the stuff, the A and P, the, the nuts and bolts of programming periodization. Yeah, we do it. We do a very good job at that, but like, that's cool. Like that's not really, a lot of people do that. Everybody does that to an extent, but the real value is the opportunity to work in a team community environment in a group and get to work together, solve problems together, build your confidence and competency as a personal trainer. So you can actually come out and you feel ready to grow and develop a business. Do you actually know that you can making 80 to hundred thousand dollars in this industry is not some golden goose egg that is really, really difficult that only for the 0.1% of people who enter this industry. Like we, we teach the basics of like, Oh, it's actually not that hard. This is how you do it. This is the systems that you need. These are the habits you should develop. And if you do X, Y, and Z, you can get X, Y, and Z output. And so everything from business to how do we solve human health problems more efficiently to how do we think better as human beings and solve problems through critical thinking. I think if that resonates with you and becoming above average is a value that resonates with you and you're willing to invest and recognize that there's value there, invest in yourself, then we might be a great fit. Yep. But if you're looking, hold up, if you're looking for a cheap course or a quick course and something that's like that, we're not for you next yeah I, I, I might just add as well like if anyone that's listening that is uh thinking of heading down this pathway or may already be on this path and again regardless of whether you choose to go with orphic or not it's super important to understand and this is i just continue to see this over and over again and you know it's it let's be honest it's because of um social media social media is incredible and my business would not be where it is today without it but it's also obviously has a side of it which just completely fucks everything up and this being one of them people that come into the industry think that what they post on instagram is more important than becoming a good coach right so 
you, your first priority should always be to master your craft, to, to be, be able to get your client's results. Um, and you know, cause I do post a lot of content on social media and online. Like I get the question all the time. Like, and the questions that people are asking are the wrong ones. It's not like what are the best sources of information and reliable information that I can get to become a better coach? It's like, Hey, how many times should I post on Instagram? How do I get more followers? Blah, blah, blah. But then like their goal is to become a coach or a trainer. So this education, you know, Orphic education. And again, regardless of who you choose to go with, like it's super important just to keep in mind that the goal you know, the goal should always be the goal. Like you need to be the best trainer you can be. And it's going to continue to um, mean that you need to continually upskill over and over and over again and learn the best environment possible. And just like anything else, all the good shit happens once you get uncomfortable. So by going and learning from the, the best of the best and getting out of your comfort zone and learning in a real environment, it's just going to leave you in such a good position when you finally are qualified and you are at the point where you can, you know, take it into your own hands and start to help other people, which is what, you know, I think the three of us have, have done. Absolutely. Yeah. Well your certificate three, four is really just a springboard into your education. Mm-hmm. If you're graduating as a master trainer and you're taking that title seriously, then you're already done in my eyes. <laughs> you need, and this is something we emphasize and that's why we think we, we put critical thinking there right at the start is one question everything, even what we're teaching you. Ask us as many questions as you can because we've put a great deal of thought into everything that's in there. So if we can't answer a question, there's a, there's a gap in our knowledge or there's a gap in our logic. So that's, that's the first thing. And the second thing is once you finish your course with us or with anyone, like you said, Danny, it's upskill upon upskill upon upskill. There's no point being in this industry if you don't want to be as, as good a trainer as you can be. Danny, what do you tell people when they say you're too expensive to hire them? I'll say, no worries. Go find someone else. I mean, you, you get what you pay for. Like I, I look at it like this, I, you know, I'm working with a business coach this year. I think I mentioned a few times on the podcast recently, but he, he brought up a really good point with me recently. It's like, and this is not about me just trying to charge as much as I can so I can fucking work less and all that type of shit. It's like, look, this is like the, you know, we know the average rates of what most people charge when they come out of their personal training course and they've got fuck all experience. They don't have much experience. They haven't actually got results with their clients. They haven't put in the hours and hours and hours, the years and years of work. And this is what they charge. Do we really want to be charging 10 to $20 extra on top of that? Or do we want it to, the, to be the point where you're actually charging for your time? You're charging and time's our biggest asset. And I just think for me, it's like, if I'm putting in all this time to continually upskill and I know I'm good at what I do and I'm going to continue to invest in myself and the client needs to be willing to invest in me. And that's fine. Like uh, if someone comes to me and I, I tell them my price and they say, you know, it's a bit expensive, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no worries. I've got a few other trainers I can refer you to, or these some sources of information you can go to. But for me, it's just like a, a no brainer now. I, and this is one thing that, you know, again, you don't really get taught or well, I didn't anyway, when I did uh, my certificates, it's like st- learning how to deal with that, learning how to value your services, value your skills properly. Um, and again, it comes back to communication. I used to be horrible with this shit. I'd just be like, yeah, fuck it. No worries. We'll, I'll give you $10 off then if you want to train with me. Cause I was kind of mm. almost on the side of desperate desperation for clients. And then it got to the point where I really started to value what I do. And now it's like, you know, this is what I charge. This is what it is, this is what I offer. Uh, I know I can get your result you want. If you want to come with me, sweet. If not, no stress at all. Yeah. 
you make peace with that and find people that align with your values. And I think that springboard analogy is awesome. Like people know that that if they're going to hire you as a, as a coach, their springboard for their potential as a human being is going to be significantly faster and further than if they went with someone with half the experience, who are half the cost, etc. I think that analogy applies similarly to us, that it really depends on what you value, who you want to be, and what you want to do. If you have high expectations for yourself, you should have high expectations for the standards of your education and your opportunities. And so for people who want to find the springboard that is going to maximize how far and fast they can go, then I would highly encourage you to look at organizations and find people that represent that and action that. Now, I think, I think that's a good segue for me to get real salesy here. But if you have been listening to this podcast and speaking to the viewers now, and, you, and what we have said has resonated with you, what we're, what we're actually doing right now is we've got a student sponsorship. Oh, yeah. We did it last year. And the person who actually won, his name's Aaron, he opened up his, his first facility and the only facility in a rural area of South Australia. And now his whole community has somewhere to train and somewhere to actually go for fitness advice. So we've opened that up again this year. We're giving someone a completely free certificate three and four in fitness. We'll post the link uh, somewhere where you guys can find it. It's in our Instagram bio. Oh, in, in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So we're giving that away to someone who fits our ethos, who matches our values. The person who wants to contribute to their community. Just tell us how you're going to do it in a one minute video. And if you win, you can be, you can be studying with us completely free. There are runner up prizes as well. So don't feel discouraged, but sort of along the lines of what we've been saying on the, on this podcast so far, so far, just fucking do it. Yeah, definitely. Boys, uh, big, big thanks for joining me on the show today. And I think um, for those that have tuned in, I think uh, there'll be a lot of people that are, are super interested, but also uh, have enjoyed listening to the show today and taken away a lot of value, which is what I aim to do with every single episode. I'll, like I said, I'll have the links to um, everything in regards to Orphic Education and also the, the entry link as well in the show notes. Um, so anyone who is interested, jump on board. Literally, like we've just mentioned before, if, you, if you're willing to invest in yourself, you're like, it's the best investment you'll ever make. Again, just touching on, like even we talked about the price of PT sessions before, not that this is the topic of the episode, but it's like you go to McDonald's, you know what you're going to get. You pay fuck all and you get complete garbage. You go to a high-end restaurant, you know, you're not going to walk into a high-end restaurant and go, hey, uh, I would really like this um, high-quality steak, but do you mind if I just have it for like 20 bucks cheaper? Mm. Fuck, are you kidding Not me? Happening. Exactly. So invest in yourself. Um, it's the best investment you'll ever make. And um, boys, thanks for joining me. If there's anything else you'd like to add, feel free to, to go go for it. I've got a question for you. Like, Danny, we, obviously we work with personal trainers. Like, do you, what advice would you give them? Like to finish off, like if you had one piece of advice that you think they're not hearing or that needs to be said and they're listening for future PTs and coaches or current ones who just entered, You've been in this for a while. What do you tell them? Man, look, my advice with this is always, there's a few different pieces of advice I give. One, it's, it's figure out exactly what you enjoy. So find your niche early. Two, 
continue to upskill over and over and over again, even when you feel like you're on top of everything and always have that growth mindset and be open to, to new research, to new education, continue to learn from different people. You can take something from absolutely everybody. The next thing is um, the next thing, that, the piece of advice that I give to, to trainers is continue to add value as often as possible. So even something like this, right, this podcast that we've just done, trying to add value. It's not so much about trying to get you guys to sign up with Orphic Education. It's about people, This and this, this actually ties in perfectly with what we've just spoken about, right? Like people don't pay for information. This is why like these courses, doesn't matter how fucking cheap they are, you don't pay for the information. You pay for the implementation and it's exactly what mm-hmm. these guys are doing in the face-to-face, right? Like it's easy. You can get you can get information on how to uh, periodize people's programs, information on exercise technique, information on how to price your personal training sessions fucking anywhere online for free. That doesn't mean you're going to be able to do it well. It doesn't mean you're going to be able to implement it in real life. So people, you know, if you're willing to invest in yourself, you're willing to pay for the implementation and you'll see the reward. And, and it, just like anything, taking the shortcuts is never worth it because not only are you just going to, um, shortcutting yourself you're also just going to add so much time and money to your path your progress over time and eventually um, you're going to probably end up back in the same position you're in right now and paying the extra anyway so look invest in yourself do the work keep the the main thing the main thing the whole time and that should be to be the best coach best trainer you can be and educate others and help as many people as you can um and yeah that's 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 my advice good man Awesome, gents. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, For everybody who has listened to this episode, if you've enjoyed our chat today, which I'm sure you have, we'd love for you to take a screenshot of this episode and post up on Instagram story for me. Tag myself, tag the boys, get around Orphic Education as well. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Um, Again, thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you having us, Danny. Much love.